Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Let's Do This. This podcast is designed to give you tips, tricks, and advice that can help you save stress, time, and money, and can make your Disney vacation or any other vacation more magical. All episodes of this podcast can be found on Apple, Amazon, Spotify, or whatever you get your podcast from. Uh, positive reviews are always appreciated, and I say this a lot. If you have any other kind of feedback, you can also send it over and we'll review it. Um, and you can also support this podcast at absolutely no cost to you by booking your next vacation with me. And uh, you can send an email to jessica at happilyeverafterTravel.com to get started with the information on your next vacation or, you know, whatever you want to plan for your next time going away. So other than that, as promised on my previous episode, we are going to be talking about the changes that are happening to Genie Plus. This started as of June 27th of this year. And what it is, I think the best way to explain it, it's like they are changing the, the way they are uh, the Genie Plus is priced. So before, what you will get is one price that you will pay uh, for uh, Genie Plus regardless of what park you were visiting and um let's see best way to explain it yes so regardless of what you were visiting say for example if it was monday and you were going to animal kingdom you were paying 35 dollars for genie plus that might be like exaggerating i think the highest i've seen it was 30 but uh, say you're paying $35 for going to Animal Kingdom. Animal Kingdom doesn't have a lot of rides for you to do. So Genie doesn't come as handy in Animal Kingdom as he would do, as he would be at Magic Kingdom, right? So what they did this time, the new update that they launched, is that now you pay one different price for each one of the parks um, that you go to, right? So so now, with the new change, the daily rate for Genie Plus is now only not determined by the crowd levels at uh, the particular park that you are going to, that you have your reservation for. But they are also uh, depending upon, upon which park you are visiting. So Magic Kingdom has a higher price because one, is like the most popular park there is. And then two, is the park that has the most rides and activities that you can use Genie Plus for. So say, for example, if you didn't want to go to, to, to Magic Kingdom and the cost of um, Magic Kingdom Genie Plus was $27, but you are going to Epcot, right? Say Epcot's cost is $18. So it's a big difference that means that you only have to pay for the 18 instead of the 27 because you're going, only going to use it for a smaller uh, amount of uh, rides and experiences. Okay, and this is... Again, this hasn't changed. It's per guest per day. So what they have now is Magic Kingdom has one price and usually will be uh, the highest cost. Uh, Epcot has a different price. Animal Kingdom has a different price. And Hollywood Studio has a different price. And they have a fifth version or a fifth price that includes for part hopper people. So if you are part hopping, you're going to pay one specific price that will allow you to use your uh, genie plus on all the parks that you will be visiting that day so as of right now you are still making park reservations for um when you purchase tickets but that's gonna change as well and there are rumors 
Okay. Again, if you need more information about Genie Plus, this is not about how to use Genie Plus. This is just updating you on uh, purchasing it. And this change is effective for Walt Disney World as of June 27th. Okay. Disneyland, it's a different uh, system. I mean, it's still Genie Plus, but there's their way they work it is different. So I will explain it in just a little bit. But um, when we're talking about Disney World and using uh, the Genie Plus service, if you want to know how to do your rides and things like that, I did had episode 19 that was all about Genie Plus. Um, unlike Disneyland, on Walt Disney World, you can actually start using the Genie Plus on the day that you're going to the park for the park that you made your reservation for before you even go into the park. Okay, so you can start stacking up your reservations every two hours after park opening. You can start stacking them up every two hours and then you can modify your hours so that you can have like later in the afternoon or, you know, whatever plan works better for you. But you can start stacking them up before you enter the park in Disneyland. That's not the case. Okay, Disneyland, you can order or pre-order if you want to say it that way. You can pre-order Genie Plus when you are purchasing your tickets or your package. It's an option for you to order it at the moment that you are making your booking. So whereas in Disney World currently, you have to wait until midnight or, you know, like 12.01 on the day that you're going to visit the park to purchase Genie Plus. And then you can start using it as early as 7 a.m. You can start making your first um, selections. Um, let's see. Disneyland, like I said, you can purchase it. Um before like during your booking uh it's a one flat rate is 25 dollars currently um on those you know for it's per person per day but it's 25 dollars um and then actually it's not per person per day so 25 times seven i think it's just 25 dollars flat i um I just purchased some tickets for a customer, but I'm trying to remember. Anyway, you can purchase it ahead of time, but you cannot use it until you have gone into the park. You have to be first in the park before you can start making your first reservation on Genie Plus. So this is for Disneyland. Okay, so the systems work a little different. However, there are rumors that um, Genie Plus in Walt Disney World will maybe be shaped a little bit like the old FastPass Plus, um, which we absolutely love to have FastPass before, will give you the opportunity to select um, the option to get your Genie Plus selections and your individual lightning lane selections up to seven days before your trip if you are staying in Disney property. And if you're not in the Disney bubble, then you will do it like three days before you arrive to the park. Now, again, this is a um, rumor, okay? It has not been confirmed with Disney. Um, they have sent some communication, and they said that they are trying to make it easier for people to use it because right now it does take a lot to figure it out, which if you have a travel advisor like I do, will help you with all your itineraries, will explain to you how to use your Genie Plus, or you can just refer to episode 19 and learn how to use your Genie Plus Pass. Um, but I wanted to mention these changes because a lot of people don't understand that. Okay, now another thing that you need to um, know is when you go 
into um, Disneyland app, it will still give you the option to buy Genie Plus even if you pre-ordered it. Uh, so you need to make sure to not buy it again because you, if you pre-order it when you purchase your tickets, it will still show you the option to purchase it for today, but you already have it. So make sure that you just go straight and start making your selections rather than to try to make the purchase again for Genie Plus because you don't have to purchase it twice. Okay, now um, I'm going to say something that uh, kudos to Disneyland because the parks are so close over there. They're literally like there's like this walkway in between both of Disneyland and Disney California Adventure and you literally have to walk just from one end to the other end and you are inside of the other park. So park hopping is so easy and to be able to use Genie Plus over there it makes it easier because the parks are so close to each other. So if you have a park hopper you can start making reservations for both of the parks to and fro and it literally takes you just a couple of minutes to get to from one to the other. So it makes perfect sense to have the park hopper and the Genie Plus. I will never not advise you to not get both of those things when you go to Disneyland. Okay, so if you want, like the best advice I can give you is to get your park hopper and to get your Genie Plus and to not do less than three days so that you can see everything that you want to see and do it as many times as you want without being pressured by time. Okay, because sometimes you'll be like, okay, I didn't get to rope drop for the racers, but I am going to you know, like do it on the next day rather than just, you know, miss it completely on the experience or having to pay for the ticket if you don't want to pay for the ticket. Anyhow, that was the update on Genie Plus, which it was something I wanted to communicate with you all because it has changed since our last um, episode that we did about it. And it might change again in the near future, hopefully for the better with the updates that we're expecting. And again, I'm talking about this for, um, Disney World. We haven't heard any updates for Disneyland, but if they do, I hope that they let you start making your reservations before you enter the park. Because that means that if you are just chilling, having a late entrance, you know, to the park, you can still start getting all your Genie Plus reservations and take advantage of that before you enter the park. So Again, that's just wishful thinking, but as soon as we get new updates from um, Walt Disney World in regards to Genie Plus, if there are any more changes, and if they end up being turned out sort of like the old Fast Pass Plus, then we'll be updating you with that. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk to you about, it was about, I made mention of this, I believe on episode 15, about um, Merida and Maribel, okay, when I was talking about new characters coming in. So... If you know me or if you have been hearing from me or following me on social media, you know that Merida is my favorite princess out of all the princesses. I love her wild hair. I love her wild personality. I think we have a lot of things in common. Um, I just I just love it. I think it was the first movie and, um, you know, that the main center of the uh, conversation was a woman standing up for herself rather than, you know, allowing to be told what to do or, or um, expected to do a certain thing and behave a, a certain way. So if you know me, you know, I absolutely love her. Okay. So the area that she had over there, I believe it's called the fairytale garden over there across from cosmic rays and, um, Tomorrowland's Terrace, like on that area, there's like a little pathway that takes you to Cinderella's Wishing Well 
and that's where you will make the line for Merida. Well, that's not longer Merida's home. Merida has been moved to the little gazebo behind the old ye Christmas shop, um, past Sleepy Hollow, almost into the, um, I guess it will be called like Liberty Square uh, area. So it's the little Christmas shop, and there behind it, there's a gazebo. That's Merida's new home. So if you have someone in your in your family or yourself who wants to take a picture with Merida, you will find her there rather than on the previous area. So now the previous area where Merida was is going to be Maribel's new house. If you don't know who Maribel is, go watch the movie Encanto and you will know who Maribel is. They're trying to shape it kind of like like um, a backdrop of La Casita. And um, that will be happening around the fall. That's when they're expecting to have it completed so that you can start having meet and greets with Maribel. Expect to have super long lines. Expect this to be one of those occasions, kind of like what I mentioned of Moana and uh, Mando, where you have to wait 10,000 years <laughs> for you to actually meet her. But I can also tell you, because I met Maribel in Disneyland, my experience with her was just amazing. Um, she absolutely knows what she's talking about. She made me feel so welcome, so loved. It was just just awesome, just absolutely magical. Um, and so if you have anybody in your house who wants to meet Maribel, then in the fall, that's when she will be coming to that specific area in Magic Kingdom. Right now, you can see her on the cavalcades. Um, you can see her and Merida both. But like I said, they're switching places. Merida is now on the gazebo. This, this change is already official. Merida is not longer at the Fairytale Gardens where she was before. Now she's at the gazebo. This is official. This has already happened. She already had her last meet and greet at that area where, where was her home before. And now she has a little gazebo. So uh, the construction for Maribel um, uh, Casita section is already underway. We've heard rumors, again, you know, there's a lot of rumors uh, that you might be seeing Bruno in there sometimes, but we don't talk about Bruno, so we don't really know because it's kind of like hush-hush, you know, conversation going around. But other than that, um, I think that is um, pretty cool. So like I said, I met Maribel in Disneyland because she is already up there. Um, there's a lot of characters in Disneyland that are not around Disney World and vice versa. But you will absolutely love this interaction, especially if you love the movie Encanto. And I think that it's about time for Disney to make a change. As much as I love Merida and I will not want her to lose uh, her home, um, she is at the gazebo and she's still meeting and greeting people there and she's still just as amazing as always just without the backdrop in there um let's see uh, one more one more announcement uh, or yeah i'm gonna call it an announcement because you still have time to set up your alarms in order for you to participate on this if you want to participate in the melee if you missed the um the lounge of the Princess Half Marathon uh, weekend. The registration already took place. All the races are sold out. This will happen um, in the middle, towards the end of June. The registrations are already sold out, um, but you can still join some of the charities that raise funds if you want to race for them, or you can join the virtual races if this is something that you would like to do. However, 
Disney has come up, or Run Disney has come up with a new race. First time that they're doing this, and this is the 12 case of Christmas. So this is three races that you're going to complete in December, and they are 4K each one of the races. And after you complete each one of those, you earn a medal. And when you complete all three of the um, races, then you end up earning the challenge medal. So you get four medals for the uh, races in December. Again, it's 4K. Each one of those races is a 4K which when you add all three of them, it's a 12K. So this is the first time they do them. They, the medals look really cute. Um, the art for those are really cute. I believe you also get a mug, like a Corsicle mug for like hot chocolate. Uh, and there's a long sleeve shirt with the hood. So like a hoodie type thing. Uh, so there's a whole different package. Registration for those, those are going to be virtual races. They're not in person. You're going to be running them in your neighborhood or whatever you go running at. And the cost for those is $267. That includes the 6.6% uh, processing fee and taxes. So 267 is the total for the registration on those. And the registration goes live on July 25th. So if you want to be a charter member of the 12 case of Christmas, uh, you do not have to run. There's no balloon ladies coming after you uh, in your neighborhood, unless you want to have someone running after you, which the balloons, that's totally up to you. But again, the registration will go live to the general public on July 25th. $267 will give you access to all three races and the opportunity to earn all the little perks that come with the with the race. So if you decide to do that, then I'll be seeing you on the streets on December and getting an update when those medals arrive. Other than that, I am going to cut this episode right here and then we'll be coming back and talking about Halloween because... Oogie Boogie Bash uh, tickets already went out on sale on the 11th and making out so scary uh, Halloween party are still on sale. So you get two opportunities. Actually, you only get one opportunity now, but we'll talk about that on the next episode. So stay tuned. Again, thank you for listening. Thank you for your support. Um, and if you are not following me on social media, you should definitely go do that. You can find me and um Facebook at Jessica Bell dash happily ever after travel. You can find me on Instagram at let's do this podcast. And that is this with D I S uh, let's do this podcast. That's Instagram. And on TikTok, you can find me at JB hit travel. And that's just one word with one T H is J B H E A T R A V E L. So you can find all my shenanigans in there, reviews for food, you know, just pretty much anything that I um, get like videos from when I go visit the parks. So uh, if you have any questions, as usual, send me a message at jessica at happilyeveraftertravel.com or you can uh, send me a message directly on social media. Thank you for listening and I'll be talking to you soon. Stay safe and have a magical rest of your day. Bye.